Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here. This is uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. This is uh, your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it is your first time tuning into the show, uh, a little bit of background about me and what the show is all about. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a navigational consultant. My expertise is in astrology and numerology, uh, tarot, runestones, and a few other uh, oracles that I've worked with for many years. I do private um, consultations uh, here in my home office, uh, as well as by phone with people all over the country. And um, I'm also a writer and an author, and I have a... Uh, a monthly column called Snake Oil, and uh, if you're not already receiving my monthly column, absolutely uh, feel free to email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com and get added to the free mailing list for uh, my monthly column. Uh, I am also uh, a published author. My first book, Dirty Little Secrets, was published a few years ago, and I'm in the process of publishing Snake Oil Volume 1 which looks like that should be done in about two months. Um, and then I've got a couple of other projects in the works as well. Uh, show, uh, our, our show we run every Thursday at around 3.30. Usually it's a 45-minute to an hour show. And um, I always read my column, the beginning show of each month, and talk about that subject. And then the second show of each month, I uh, do an interview show with someone uh, of interest in the metaphysical field in one form or another. And then the last two shows of each month, including this one, is what I call a, uh, a listener's choice show. Uh, you know, generally I, I just decide what to discuss and talk about. Uh, often there are themes that come up and happen with clients. Um, I have a number of regular clients that I see every month or every few months or so, and we do begin to see kind of patterns that are happening astrologically as well as uh you know, just in, 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 in their lives. In fact, you know, one of the things I would say that's, that's very interesting a lot of people would never see, of course, is, you know, sometimes when I have uh, three or four appointments in a day and I've got sessions with people, you know, I'll often get the same um, astrological sign that will come all in the same day. I'll have four Scorpios or um, everyone will be having an issue with their job or a marriage issue. Uh, it's very interesting, uh, you know, the patterns <laughs> that will tend to show up. And, of course, I see them, and, and, and many people obviously do not see them, uh, you know, in this case, because it's something that I'm getting to view. So, you know, there really are some 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 deeper patterns that operate in life that I think are very, very helpful when we can learn to tune into them. You know, one of those things, of course, is a uh, astrology, as an example. And on Sunday, on Easter... Uh, finally, Mercury has spent about oh, a little over three weeks in retrograde motion in Aries, and finally on Sunday it went direct. So now we are officially back in a Mercury uh, moving through Aries in a direct fashion. You know what that means if you're not familiar with uh, astrology is uh, you know Mercury in our chart rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express ourselves, the way we you know process information and share and communicate. Uh, so, you know, in your chart, of course, this is kind of an element or an aspect that becomes part of your 
you know, your life pattern in that sense. Um, for instance, I have Mercury in, in Sagittarius. My son is also in Sagittarius. So, um, I, you know, I think, I speak, I communicate like a Sagittarius. But when Mercury, uh, Mercury continues to move, of course, it moves all over through the zodiac signs. Uh, usually about once a month, Mercury will, will maneuver through a new sign approximately. And um, it absolutely, uh, you know, affects different areas of our chart. So what we've had been going on in the last, you know, couple of months is, you know, it, it can be quite a bit more specific than this because wherever Mercury is in your chart is where, you know, specifically it's in a sign, of course, but it's also in a house, and that's the house of life. So, for instance, you know, Mercury for me is in my eighth house, uh, right on the cusp of the ninth house. The ninth house is philosophy and travel and higher education. Eighth house is shared resources and and uh, personal power and transformation and relationships and, and, and power themes in general. So, um, you know, when it moves through our chart, in that sense, in different areas, of course, it's going to trigger us thinking about these different areas of life in that sense. So one general thing that we can talk about when we look at Mercury in our chart is, aside from the the way it is, you know, natally, which will, you know, be an aspect of our, our personality or our characteristics, of course, when it makes these transits to different signs, it's triggering different areas in your chart. What most people have experienced in the last couple of weeks with Mercury and Aries is Aries kind of rules our ability to be a leader, to uh, to make fresh starts, uh, to be aggressive, to go after what we want, um, to defend our territory, to um, you know to some extent to take risk, to uh, to pioneer in that sense. It can also uh, represent an area of, of ourselves where we feel. Um, sometimes isolated alone or like the lone wolf in that sense as well too but so Aries in our chart again really really represents our our, our, our life force on our ability to initiate and, and, and take action in that sense so for every person at some level Mercury going backwards in Aries of course has made us all go through processes of rethinking about old issues old themes often in relation to our sense of individuality our sense of risk our sense of um, our ability to go after things and that sense of whether we have the power to do so. It certainly, uh, I noticed when it, it first went retrograde, quote-unquote, backwards, I noticed that it, I caught a lot of drivers when I was driving being far more aggressive, um, cutting me off, getting annoyed that my little Prius was not moving fast enough, <laughs> things of that nature, which were very, very amusing because, you know, if you if you drive a, a hybrid car like a Prius in that sense, the beauty of it is is you get really great gas mileage. On the negative side, I can't go from zero to 65 in nine seconds. It takes a while. Uh, it's not the, you know, they, they don't have the strongest engines. Anyway, so I caught a bit of this type of thing. So what was interesting at a more personal level, and this is what I'd like to talk about in a little bit, I'll open up the phone lines for anyone listening if they want to call in and comment on this subject or want to ask a question for a brief couple of minutes, a little uh, mini reading if they're, if they're looking for some insight. Um, is uh, I'll do that again in, in for about 15 minutes or so. We'll, we'll open up the phone lines. Um, but I want to talk about an interesting thing that had happened with a number of clients. I had an issue myself that I went through a couple of weeks ago 
where you know it was um, an issue relating to funds and finances. Uh, I was getting hit with a lot of bills all around the same time. You know, typically, I, I wonder. I have to really re- look at restructuring this. But for me, I get hit the heaviest with bills often around the middle of the month is when most things come due for me. So I had a lot come due. I was waiting on an IRS check uh, on a refund, which I have not gotten one in years, by the way. I was waiting on a refund check. A number of clients that were, were mailing out checks to me, and none of it was coming, and bills were due. And I found myself really, really, really stressing about um, this particular issue and this particular theme, uh, you know, not a happy feeling to be worrying about, you know, whether I'm going to be able to, you know, to to pay bills, to, you know, to to get things paid off in that sense. You know, I was raised very, very, I always jokingly say very German uh, by parents who were born in the 30s also, and uh, I had gotten, you know, used to the idea that you're never late on a payment or something, you know what I mean, you don't allow yourself to get um, fees or fines that you, you you do things as efficiently as possible. So it's going through a, a bit of anguish about this in that sense. And I knew from a metaphysical angle that the more I worried, of course, the more I was drawing more problems and delaying and, and causing all kind of, of havoc for myself energetically. So I made a decision to uh, uh, to basically not pay my second mortgage payment. And, and let myself be behind on that. So another, one, one check bounced, I ended up getting like a $35 fee on that, which I've, I don't think I've bounced a check in like 10 years. And then I was late on the mortgage payment. And then finally, you know, uh, about a week after uh, it was due, my IRS check came, a number of the other checks came in, and I was able to pay it. And uh, Chase Bank actually holds my second mortgage, and they didn't actually find me, which really surprised me. Um, so I ended up with with a minimal amount of um, fees, really, when it came down to it. And what was interesting is how much I was stressing and how much anguish I was going through over <laughs> over this issue in that sense. And then after the effect, of course, I thought to myself, you know, this is an old fight, an old Aries uh, element within my chart of feeling powerless at times and uh, like I'm not making it or not connecting with it. So I decided to send out a uh, a very you know I, I kind of got quiet and I meditated and I got, the message that kind of came through was for me to um, to pick up an old book that I had not um, that I had not read in years and it's a book by an author named Dick Sutton and it's called The Oracle Within and I hadn't again I haven't really looked at this book in years and you know you just kind of open to a random page in that sense and we all know of course that. The word random in and itself is largely an illusion, but uh, I opened up to this this kind of random page, and I want to tell you what I kind of got in that sense and what I found. Now, give me a moment here to find this on my um, on my uh, my on my email. Uh, here we go. There we go. There I found it. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. Um, uh, all right, so this is what I got. This is the passage that kind of came through. So I'm quoting Dick Sussman here, amazing author, by the way. Uh, I don't know if Dick has been doing much as of late. He might be somewhat retired or kind of gone a little bit uh, laying low, but he was very, very big um, author in the uh, in the 80s and even into early 90s and somewhat late 70s in that sense. Uh, very, very, uh, very positive kind of, very realistic approach to to metaphysics, by the way. So I kind of want to read this to everybody 
because again, I think it really had application. I'm going to tell you how it affected um, many of my clients as well too. So the piece that I opened to was have faith, and this is what it says. There are times in life when you must have enough faith to let go and stop attempting to manipulate your circumstances. Don't push the river. Don't resist what is. Surrender. Have faith that there are reasons for what you're experiencing and they are beyond your understanding. Know that your destiny is not the only consideration. Others are involved. Believe in time that you will learn why things are happening as they are. Your concern is based upon fear, although you may not realize it. Fear manifests itself in many emotions such as anger, selfishness, hate, repression, envy, greed, anxiety, guilt, insecurity, vanity, resentment, and prejudice. From a higher self-viewpoint, you are here on earth to learn to let go of fear and to experience and express unconditional love. So your present concern is an opportunity for spiritual growth. If you direct your emotions positively, if fear is the problem, love is the answer. Meditate upon how you, you can express unconditional love in this situation. Trust is part of faith. Trust yourself. Trust your higher self. Trust God. And trust the outcome will be for the greater good. Okay. So that is the piece that I sent out to to all of my uh all of my my regular clients and uh I, I got to tell you about some of the uh the responses that I got from that. Uh let me say hello to everybody popping in here. Hello one love 555. Very good to see you again as always and of course always hello to my friend Tero one. And anyone else who might be listening who's not in the chat room, I, I found out later on that a lot of people don't necessarily know how to get into the chat rooms. So all you guys that have figured that out are brilliant, obviously. <laughs> anyway, uh, so good to see all of you. And again, I you know I had mentioned this to you before, too. My show seems to be a big hit on archives. Uh, I don't seem to get as many people during the live shows, but I seem to get a lot of people listening in archives. Some of the shows have gone up to four to 500 listens already which is fascinating to me how many people kind of go back over it. I think it's because of the time that we run. A lot of people are at work. Okay, so anyway, I sent this, this piece out about surrender. So, of course, it came to me, and I, I did in my situation. I was dealing with, again, with some financial worries, and I finally relaxed, and I, I just decided, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not a terrible person if I don't pay my second mortgage. I'm a week and a half late on it, or, you know what I mean? i got to stop with this 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 tapes that run in my head about being a failure and not being, you know, effective enough and, and, and all of these things, and maybe I should get another part-time job, and, you know, all these crazy thoughts that have run through my head. So I did, I relaxed, and I decided to let it go. In fact, I pulled an angel card on this as well, too, and uh, the angel card really basically said the same thing. It was an angel of money and abundance and talked about how we block it from coming to us in that sense because of worry in some cases. So again, when all was said and done, everything was fine. But what was interesting is I had sent this out to about maybe 40 clients um, kind of late at night, and it was um, amazing the responses that I got. Uh, many people said that it was really appropriate timing. They were stressing and they were worrying about something and they needed to read this. One of the responses that I got was probably the most interesting of all. And that response was, from one client who has not been able to come in for 
her regular sessions in a while because she had dealt with a um, an issue with a health issue and had been in the hospital for a bit. Um, I think it was an issue relating to Crohn's disease. So, of course, I'm not going to mention her name, but I will mention what she went through. And um, she sent me an email, and she said that she had gone online at 2 o'clock in the morning, and she had spent most of the night crying because she had gone through the surgery and the work with her Crohn's disease, and she was told that day that she also, they have found that she had a lump and she has breast cancer. They said the good news that it was they had caught it early enough, but the idea of radiation and treatment after all that she had gone through was just overwhelming to her. So she said that she had gone online at, you know, 1, 2 in the morning and had found my email, and, and it had meant so much to her in that sense, the timing of it. So that was really awesome, you know. I mean, you know, when I get when I hear stuff like that, when I when I mean that just makes me so happy because you know what I mean. That that really reinforces the the joy that I get from from helping guide people in that sense. Because you know, one of the things that I always really really like to to mention, I think that's very significant is a lot of times people assume that I'm a psychic. And you know the funny. That's why I call myself a navigational consultant because I, I I actually don't like the word psychic. And it's not that I'm not intuitive and I don't pick up on things and I often have a real knack for it. But I constantly and will always continually to remind my clients and the people that I talk to and that I work with that you know guys you're the creators of your reality through your thoughts and your belief. And I'm I can sometimes pick up on those things, tarot cards, rune stones, uh, astrology. They're awesome tools at really, really getting to look at the process that you're going through in that sense. But I think sometimes we lose that connectiveness to the ownership of our own life. And the thing that I, I love to remind people of is because, you know, I think when we hear this idea that we create our our reality, you know, it's very easy to think, well, in the areas that work I'm proud. You know, if you're in good shape, if you are very healthy, if you have a, a good family life, if you, you know, you have a good job, if you, you're comfortable with the money that you make, if you're funny, if you're pretty, you know, those. If you, th- if you think you're creating that, well, awesome. But here's where we get into the rub or we get into the difficulty. You know, in the areas where we may not feel um, that we are uh, doing well or that are bothersome, we can often really, really get kind of into a tizzy in that sense about feeling ashamed or uncomfortable or stupid or why would I create such a terrible thing. But the truth is, you know, we do this through as a process of learning and growth. And the good news that I always tell people is if you can become aware of a blocked area and an energy pattern in that sense and move through and understand what the beliefs are, where it came from that you limited yourself in this way, um, really, you know, 99% of the time, we can actually change these realities for ourselves. Now, we can't change other people. So in the issue of relationships, we get into a little bit of a stickier situation because, you know, you cannot change another person's choices and realities. But if you're you're meeting with difficulty in that area in your life in any way, it may be that you know something isn't necessarily coming together as quickly as we'd like it to because there's a reason for the delay. Like if you hear that piece, sometimes there's other uh, things that are going on 
that may be uh, blocking someone from necessarily coming to us or connecting to us in that way. Or, it, again, in, in, even in a more important way, it may be that if we look inside ourselves, we may have areas and energy that, that block us from feeling like we deserve love and relationship. You know, one of the things, that, this is an interesting subject to go into, and I think I'm going to kind of go here for, for good reason, but it took me a very, very long time to learn this. My um, love life, relationship life in, in, my, in my 20s and early 30s was often rather turbulent, uh, to put it mildly. So I wrote about a bit of that in some of my books. Now it's not turbulent at all, actually. Uh, if, if some good things beginning to go on in that area. Um, but I have made a lot of changes that way. But one of the things that I recognize is that when I was rejected, in a relationship or, or something didn't work out in that sense, it began to dawn on me that I was actually kind of unconsciously choosing mates that did not feel worthy of love in that sense. And then they would inevitably sabotage the situation or destroy it or create a problem in the first place because they were fearful that you would inevitably reject them. So this was a complete turnaround for me psychologically when that finally, when those light bulbs kind of began to go off and I began to understand that element because our response, of course, that's, that's a very normal human response is if someone is, is not, um, uh, you know, uh, treating us well or, or loving us or coming to us in the way that we want to, we often, of course, instinctively begin to think, well, uh, you know, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me? What is not necessarily good enough about me in that sense? Um, what did I do wrong? You know, uh, what should I have done? But the truth is, I think that this is a very, very important thing to to look at. That you know, something within us is is attracting this wound in another human being in that sense. And I think it's one of the reasons why there's a lot of wisdom in understanding the idea of not taking this world personally, because the things other people do in that sense, again, often are not necessarily reactions against us, but have to do with their own psychology and their own belief patterns. Where we do have where we do have power is we can look at what in us is drawing the situation to us and whether we want to change that pattern. And that could involve the idea of, of possibility like the sound goes out for a little bit, um, just uh, reboot back in. Uh, sometimes I think it has to do with the system itself once in a while that it shuts down, because I've seen this happen to a number of people uh, who are, uh, you know, who are saying sometimes they're listening and then, then things disappear briefly in that sense. I just say sign out and, and come back in again in that sense. Um, uh, let me, I'm going to write, hold on, let me put this in here. All right. And again, me typing and attempting to talk at the same time uh, is never an easy task. Phones ringing in the background. Uh, okay. It was on your. Okay. So anyway, all right. So yeah, this must be Terrell one. Okay. So you know what? I'm going to answer this question here in the chat room. Uh, one love five 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 is asking a question, so I want to answer her question 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at your question to Rowan's rights. That was spooky. The sound went out. That was spooky. I thought BTR kidnapped Jim. No, no, I'm still intact. Okay, so let me let me look at what one uh, one love five five five's question is, and I'm, I'm going to think I want to answer that because again, you know, one of the things I'd like to tell all you guys is a lot of times the things that you do ask about, believe it or not, do have application application to people who are listening. That's one of the reasons why I take personal questions. I think that you'd be surprised at um, some of the things that that kind of come up with all of this. Okay, so let's take a look at one love's question. And then we'll see what we can come up with here. Okay, so this is her. I'm going to read this to everyone so they can hear it, since they may not be in the chat room and we'll hear this later. Okay, one love five 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 says, when you were getting ready to do questions, I just wanted to update you and confirm that he reached out and messaged me like you said um, within the time frame. You said, however, my question to you is this, Jim. It was just a hey. Okay, and let me interject here for anyone listening. Uh, that uh, this is something we, in, in, a, in a couple of weeks back, we had, she had asked a, a live question and, and we had talked a bit about this with a relationship issue, so she's, she's kind of given me a fill-in information. Okay, it was just a hay of conversation. Then he asked to see me again, as he always does. And the thing is, it's not that I don't want to see him, it's that it kills me when he leaves, so I respond to him just like this. Mr. Burger King, I see you're trying to have it your way. This is about to be a Mexican standoff, so I want to know what you feel next after this. I want to have a phone conversation about this, and he wants to see me, so if I see him, what will happen? It just, I don't want to take that chance. What I desire is the next time he comes to visit me, he comes to meet my family. What do you see happening? Okay, awesome, by the way. Okay, I want you to take a breather. <laughs> I, I want you to breathe on this uh, in that sense. Don't, don't, uh, I want you to stop for a minute because I... I want to fill you in on what I'm picking out from this. And this is, these are awesome questions, by the way, in that sense. And this is a great representation of what we've been talking about. See, this is the Aries part of you, One Love 555, that has been going through uh, some difficulty. Because at one level, you have this, this uh, part of you that wants to um, be with this individual that has very, very strong feelings in that sense. But... And anyone who, who listened to this can probably sense this as well, too. There's a part of you that's also fighting because it's not necessarily going the way that you would like it to at this point in the game. Um, so very awesome representation of Aries energy. That's why I was telling about mine had more to do with some financial stuff of me fighting the government, not getting my check, and, and clients getting checks to me, and, and all these bills being due. And you know, So we all have this in a different area. So this is your fight in that sense. So there's a duality here. It's where you're strong and where you're um, strong and opinionated in a good sense about what you want and what you don't want. But we also see that there's a part of you that's also being somewhat confrontive at some level because you're not getting it to go into the format and the way that you would like it to. So that's where we kind of see a duality here. You bring up a very interesting point, and there is a deeper fear going on here about the pain that you go through when he leaves. So um, what's happening at some level is you have tremendously strong feelings for someone, and it scares you. Because he does, he leaves and then you go through this pain. So you want him to stay, you know that he can't in the immediate moment in that sense, uh, pull that off at this point in the game. 
um, but it's causing you pain. So you're kind of going through a duality internally about wanting him and in some respects not wanting him because you want it the way it would be more harmonious for you, but he's not necessarily delivering that to you. So you talk about stepping into a Mexican standoff here. So, and, you know, and, and the, you, you know, you mentioned you have a desire that he meets your family, all of those things. You know, th- that's a great desire. Don't, don't be embarrassed or uncomfortable about that in that sense. And my suggestion would be to absolutely open up the door to doing that, to say, you know what, I, I wouldn't mind you meeting, you know, some of my family and, and some friends in that sense. Would you be cool with that? the next time you're, you're in town and you're visiting. Um, that's good. I mean, that, that's opening up to an element of intimacy here and seeing how he responds to that in that sense. So, okay. Um, let me, I'm going to go a little further with this because you're kind of asking me about what's happening here. But, the, again, my primary goal here is to kind of tune you into um, the... Uh, my primary goal is to kind of tune you into the process of what's going on here. So here's the good news, One Love 555, because this is an answer to your question. I pulled the rune stone for you, and it actually came up the rune of joy, which means you're going to get a beneficial outcome. Now, here's the thing. This is important. Don't mess it up. Don't get caught up in so much in the fight because it is, um, it's not going exactly the way that you want it to in that sense. I feel like this process is slow. I mean, maybe slow to the point of exhausting here in that sense. But I think you're going to understand soon why it had kind of gone slow. Part of it is his own fears, part of, and part of it I feel are just very tangible uh, blocks to it coming together because of location and other factors that are, are, are part of this. Um, the other thing is also, again, at, at a deeper level, um, this is just a timing thing of it coming together. Um, so let me mention something else you're saying here. When he meets my family in my culture, it's different. He would meet them to ask for my hand in marriage. In our culture, it's different. He can't just meet them just to meet them. Okay. So then, then, that, then that is, a, then that is a, uh, a different factor in that sense, about the cultural shift in that respect as well, too. So you may want to alter that plan in that sense. But what I'm going to suggest for you in that respect is one love 555 is, I think, again, my feeling is that it's going to work out and things are going to begin to come together. But the feeling that I am getting is you're going to have to kind of relax and trust that the situation can work out because what I'm picking up on is you have such an anxiety about this that you're literally blocking and damming the energy up. So I want you, uh, uh, I want you to, yeah. I don't know why the sound is going in and out today. I, I, again, I have no, um, I have no uh, control of any of this when the sound comes in and out with with blog talk radio. Once in a while, it's just screwy. So I apologize if you're getting bits and pieces here. Figures you're getting bits and pieces when I uh, when you probably need it most. But anyway, I'm just going to keep talking. So that's what I'm getting. You know, you're writing. So what do you think I do? See him or what? What do you think it will wind out? Uh, we have a chatty conversation on the phone or in person. I prefer over the phone first. First, yeah. You know, what I mean, again, have it in first, but you'll eventually, fairly soon, uh, uh, have it in person again. 
But here's what I want to uh, to suggest to you in that sense. Again, you you have way too much energy and anxiety into the situation. You need to stop doing that. I'm telling you, you are literally damming up a smooth process and a transition um, through anxiety. That's what's happening. You, I mean, you have a you have a goal that you want to reach and a place that you want to get, but you're not really, really trusting the universe to let this be delivered because part of you is swinging. You're swinging, and you know you're coming out swinging. You hear that expression in that sense because you're afraid you're going to be hurt. So if we keep focusing on the idea that we're going to be hurt, then in essence we'll inevitably create that for ourselves. See, that's kind of the way the universe is designed. You have to kind of reach. Things clear up when you've reached a neutral point. When you've come to the the reality of the fact that there's a very, very good chance you guys are going to come together and that it's going to work out and it's not that much that you have to necessarily do and you trust in that process, then you will be surprised to find out that's what occurs. But that's what's happening is partly, you know, you had to go through this turbulent emotion and anxiety and all these things. It, it is part of your own growth process in that sense. But what I'm getting is it's time to put that down. It's time to let that, that really, really rest. Let me read, um, I want to read a rune to you, One Love 555. They pulled a, a Viking rune stone for you. And I think if you hear this, you'll begin to understand kind of what's going on and it will answer your question better than I can with um, with the specifics that you're asking about. So I hope you're, hopefully the sound will stay on for this. So here's the rune that I pulled for you. It's called Wunjo. It means joy and light. He says, this rune is a fruit-bearing branch. The term of tra- The term of travail is coming to an end and you have come to yourself in some regard. The shift that was due has occurred. Now you can freely receive Winjo's blessings, whether they be in material gain, in your emotional life, or in a heightened sense of your own well-being. This is an alchemical moment in which understanding is transmuted from knowledge. The knowledge itself was a necessary but not sufficient condition. Now you can rejoice, having been carried across the gap by the will of heaven. Joyousness accompanies new energy, energy that had been blocked before now. Light pierces the clouds and touches the waters, just as something lovely emerges from the depths. The soul is illuminated from within, at the meeting place of heaven and earth, the meeting of the waters. There is a new clarity which may call for you to renounce existing plans, ambitions, and goals. It is proper and timely for you to do so. For Wunjo is a rune of restoration, of the self properly aligned with the higher self. Okay, awesome passage, great rune, and very applicative to what's going on here. I'm telling you, literally, if you can just Calm your energy. Trust that everything is working out. And, you know, we'll go with the mantra. I think I mentioned this to your do the last time, too, when I said, what is yours will come to you. That if you can know that in your heart and really let this rest in that sense, then I'm telling you, doors are going to open and they're going to open very soon. Because I do feel it's a two-way street. I don't feel you're attracted and have feelings for someone that doesn't have the same feelings back. He's just a guy. And you know, you know what I mean? Well, we have to remember that. That's the thing with men and women. There's a completely different dance um, that goes on energetically between, between men and women and the way they, they think and they perceive and, then the, and that they operate. 
Yes, and that's what I'm getting. I feel like when you ask about this in my mind and we look at the probable course of the way it's going, I do feel like within the next few weeks and next few months that he's going to meet the family. There's going to be some movement here in that sense, and it will happen, and it will happen in a comfortable way. And, you know, you, you you can relax into this a little bit. It's Again, this is what I find, because I, I do the same thing myself. I know intuitively that I'm being a lunatic, that I'm getting too caught up in the anguish and all of those things. And then I, I usually I figure out a way to stop me from doing it. And I'm almost telling you, like, within, the, within a day or two when I calm down and I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to be anxious anymore, I'm going to let this go, I'm going to let the angels handle it, it always gets resolved. And it gets resolved quickly which is what's crazy in that sense. And I realized that my own energy pattern was doing it. But that's what's going on here. You really care about this guy, and it, it scares the crap out of you in some respects because it makes you feel powerless in that sense. But you're not powerless because he is also has similar feelings for you. So, yeah, I think this is all going to begin to come to a resolution within the next, um, next two months or so. Okay, so let me see. Turo One, you also are asking a question here. I've been experiencing a block in my love life. It's too personal, convoluted to elaborate in a chat room, but was wondering what you see for me. Okay, I'm going to comment a little bit on your particular question, assuming you are still with us here. Um, anyway, so I hope that was helpful for you, One Love 555. Absolutely, just calm. Like I said, know everything's going to work out. Take an optimistic, positive approach to it and watch what begins to, to happen and how the energy pattern shifts. Um, I have two possible relationships that are opening up for me now. I jokingly say I went from famine to feast. Suddenly I have a lot going on, and that's almost unnerving in that sense as well. Um, so here's the, uh, here's the message Good. I'm glad it was helpful. Awesome. Uh, okay, Turo One. Here's a message to get from you. I pulled an angel card for you, and that, it's actually very interesting. Here's what I'm hearing for you, and this is actually – I think both of you you, you, uh, you guys are in the chat room for a reason and have an interconnection as well, too. One Love 555 Turo One. Because I think that uh, – <laughs> I think that uh, – uh, I laugh sometimes because some of the things that people write in the chat rooms are funny, but I'm not necessarily sharing them all with the listening audience. Maybe it's personal that way. Uh, anyway, so here's what, what's coming up for you, Turo. And I pulled an angel card, and it comes up life purpose. I want to read this little quick passage to you, and then I'll then I'll kind of tell you what it means and what I'm kind of picking up on and show the interconnection between the two of you. So the passage says, The purpose of your life is to serve in a way that brings great joy to yourself and others. Don't worry about finding your purpose. Instead, focus upon serving a purpose, and then your purpose will serve you. This card comes as a reminder that you don't need to struggle to find your life purpose. Don't worry about how to make good money and a meaningful career. Don't uh, concern yourself with quitting or starting jobs or professions. Instead, follow the path of your natural desires, talents, and passions with the full intention of bringing joy to yourself and others. Your life purpose doesn't need to be defined or pinpointed. It's a process, not a category. Additional meanings for this card, give all your worries about money and career and God to the uh, career to God and the angels. You're on the right path towards your life's purpose. Focus on one step at a time with respect to your life's purpose and release fears about the future to the angels. What you're doing right now is part of your life purpose. Okay, so here's what I'm getting about this. One, interesting, you ask a question about your love life and then the cards kind of come up more about your life purpose and the life task. But I think that that's the bigger priority at the moment for you, for now, 
which is the work that you do, the career, your book, the things that you're in the process of really, really getting going are, are tremendously significant at this point. And they are actually part of the process of relationship for you as well. The feeling that I'm kind of getting is you're, I feel like you're kind of in a situation in relationship where you're, you might be putting energy towards something that isn't really necessarily in your best interest or as smooth as you would like it to be. And I do sometimes have to remind people of that, that magical idea that if it's something that's really, really difficult, it's probably not for you in that sense. Uh, so contemplate that. But what I'm kind of getting here is I feel like the processes that you're going through right now, Turo 1, are leading you toward um, that greater relationship and love and energy also, but that your focus and your priority feels to me like it's really, really more about really, really you know, clicking and tuning into your your life purpose and who you are in that sense. For all the listeners, including Tarot One One Love Five Five Five, and all, all the listeners that are listening and not in the chat room, and we'll catch this in the archives. I'm going to give you all guys all a little bit of homework to do. I want you to do something called sun gazing. Now, don't look directly into the sunlight, obviously, but wait at some point for when you see the sun kind of on the horizon where it's not that point where it's setting or it's rising is the best time to do this. And look at that in a way where it's not going to hurt your eyes, obviously, where you can see the sun, but it's not at that peak point. And see that sunlight going into your heart area, in that sense, in your body, and then filling up your body. And then see you beaming that sunlight and that energy back out into the world. And uh, almost like a process. Let the sun come into you, and then you share what you are. And there's a there's a mantra that you can use. Um, uh, I think the, uh, I'm going to quote it, but it's you who are the source of all power, whose rays illuminate the whole world, illuminate my heart, illuminate my heart, so the two can do your work. Now, here's what will happen here, because what you will realize is that what you are and what you have to offer is literally as, as corny as it sounds, is a gift from God that you are here to nourish others, to inspire them, to, to enlighten them, to help them, to guide them, uh, to entertain them, all of these different things that we do in that sense, and that you're to bring joy to yourself and other people in the process. So think about this with love in the same matter. Don't worry about love. Be open to the idea of sharing the love that you have with somebody worthy of it, that will love you back in an equal way, and that will enhance your lives together in that sense. When you can do that, and you do this in a couple of times, you'll understand what I'm talking about, that something will shift internally, and you'll realize that your love is worthwhile, and that only the best should have it in that sense, only someone that's giving you an equal amount back in that way, and then you will really begin to see your relationships heal dramatically. So it's a very cool thing to do. Okay, I have like one minute to go here, so <laughs> let me finish up saying thank you. These shows just go by so freaking fast. I'll, eventually, I'll probably expand it to an hour. Um, anyway, so all of this said, um, uh, a couple things here. Uh, if it's uh, if you if you missed any of the show, absolutely all the shows get archived. Oh, there's my little prompt woman. Uh, they give us a little prompt here to remind us of how long we have, and I haven't heard her in a while, so I was like, maybe these guys are right. Maybe maybe the show is in broadcasting. Uh, anyway, but it is. 
So um, if, uh, if you miss any of the show, absolutely feel free to go back over it into the archives in that sense. Uh, I absolutely always appreciate my, my, my fans, uh, One Love 555, Toro One. There's a few others that weren't here today, at least in the chat. You're welcome to tune in any time. Um, you're all awesome people. You all have amazing stuff to share with the world, and don't be embarrassed or uncomfortable about that. You know, open up to the idea that you are completely unique and what you have is tremendously valuable and be willing to, to, to share it in that sense. Uh, if you're not already receiving my monthly column, feel free to email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com and get on the free mailing list. Uh, there's information on there about my, uh, you go to my website also, all the information is on Blog Talk Radio, and get information about my books, my CDs, and personal sessions. Those can be done in person or by phone, all good information about these things, and uh, with some good information as well. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is Jim Ventura, and I will be here again next Thursday with my uh, monthly column show. Cheers. <laughs>